Good evening, all you liberty-loving degenerates. I am the Oklahoma. This is my co-host, Josh Nix. Before we get into the introductions, uh, I'd like to read a couple ads real quick. If you have not looked into it, look up the Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus for all your veteran needs. Great group of guys and girls. They give back the community and they keep looking out for vets more than our government does. The Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. And this is the Royal Green, the third book in the series by Jack Casey. Great series. Find us at on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Twitch, Twitter, Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts at the Not a Liber- Real Libertarian Podcast. The Greasy Porcupine for all your automotive needs. And lastly, the Tennessee Radical Caucus, the one of the most radical of caucuses in the area. And now here is my co-host Josh Nix with the introductions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our first episode of Not A Real Liberty Luau. With me, Josh Nix, and he is the Oklahoma Nick O'Day. We're excited to sit down, talk about not only liberty, the Boogaloo movement, the Redacted Caucus. We're going to talk about all sorts of different things that make this community unique. All right, Nick, what do you think? Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, This is something we've been wanting to do for quite some time. Uh, Luckily, we had a great network and a great buddy reached out to us that gave us an opportunity to uh, spread our wings. It's a fight or flight at this moment. Uh, So either this is going to be one of the cringiest episodes we've ever done or probably will ever do, or you end up loving it and we get to make more episodes for you after this. Yeah, man. You know, and... Throughout pretty much all of uh, last year, I sat, you know, locked in my house, uh, trying to come up with a podcast idea on my own. I recorded hours of just me essentially ranting, right? And I, I sat down, I listened to it, and I was like, first of all, this is just autistic screeching at this point. Uh, but I felt like I was just shouting into the void. So when you said, hey, you know, like, let's start getting a podcast going, I was like, man, I am with it. Uh, this is something that has just, it's been on my mind for a while. I'm just glad that we were able to, to get a network, uh, you know, to support us uh, in, a, in a community to come together and, and listen to our, our autistic speaking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, when I had my first, if, if for just quick backstory, this is my third Facebook profile. If you had me on Facebook, uh, I had started getting, touching the idea of, making a podcast with the Oklahoma libertarian page. And I was that close to getting it done. Uh, and then of course I got zucked along with everybody else and then happened to get on the second page. And luckily in our redacted, um, uh, signal group, Josh and I crossed paths in our, uh, with, within the caucus and we both wanted to get this going. We both had the same, same ideas. We vibe well, have the same mindset. And so we figured why not fuck it. What, what no, do we have to lose? Fun. That's not fun. We never agree. We're always going to argue. It's always going to be back and forth. No, but that's, you know, that's the great thing about this is that like, yeah, we're going to share ideas. Uh, we're going to bring, you know, people in to share ideas. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, not all of the people that we're going to have on here to, to talk to and, and even you and I, we're not always going to agree just like the Libertarian Party as a whole. And I think that when we started talking about this idea, uh, I think that that was, you know, that was pretty crucial because you listen to a lot of these podcasts and they'll bring people on uh, to interview that they might not agree with 100%, but they have, you know, they have some, some useful uh, ideas or, or whatever, some utility to the interview. Uh, but the co-hosts of a lot of these other shows, like, I rarely see them disagree on a lot of things. So, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the devil's advocate here. So whenever you bring something up, I'm going to take it upon myself to try, and, to try and disagree with you any way I can. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's the right way to do it. Um, so with this being our first podcast, what exactly got you into wanting to do a podcast? Like, were there certain podcasts that you listened to? Or was it just like a, I woke up one day and thought, you know what? 
I'm going to make people listen to my, to my opinion, whether they like it or not, just, and either they can like it, they can dislike it or was, was like, what was the whole game plan? Yeah. So no, I wanted to be a, a, a micro celebrity in a very niche community. And so I figured why not start a podcast and then everybody would know who I was. No, uh, you know, I sat down uh, right around the time, uh, right around like, Roughly elections, I would say Biden was going on TV talking about, you know, the Second Amendment and how uh, essentially banning assault weapons wasn't going to be, uh, wasn't going to violate anyone's constitutional rights. Uh, and so I made a couple of videos based on that. They're buried on YouTube somewhere uh, on my YouTube channel. It's probably not worth watching. The, the editing quality is super low. It's like uh, I use my phone. So but uh, that was kind of what got me into it. You know, that was what got me thinking. It was like, hey, you know, like I've got these ideas. It's not like they're unique ideas. There's a lot of other people with similar ideas. Uh, but I wanted to get them out there and I wanted to find the community uh, that shared my ideas. And so and, and I wanted to find people that could, uh, you know, that could pick up where my ideas fell short. Right. Because I don't have the answers to everything. I love the idea of secession. I think that if we broke up this union, uh, the country would be a lot better, but I don't have all the answers. I don't know how we would do, you know, certain things right now that the federal government attempts to do, uh, yet falls very short and leaves us all penniless. So that was kind of my idea when I was thinking about a podcast. Um, and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't make it, make it happen. I didn't have the, the technology, you know, I didn't have, I mean, I, right now I'm even on my phone. So having, you know, uh, all the support that we've gotten from this network. This is, I mean, this is great. So this is what I, this is what I needed last year. So you guys could listen to me rant on my couch, in my underwear. No, I feel you. Uh, real quick, uh, Jennifer, no, we did not plan on wearing the same shirt. Uh, it kind of just, well, I guess. I wear this every happened. day. So I don't, I mean, I just got washed. So it smells pretty good, but uh, this is my go-to, my uh, EDC. It's like traditional, like it's like traditional Hawaiian for the book movement. It's our cultural garb here at the here at the Liberty Luau. This is our cultural garb. Um, but no, what got you into wanting to start a podcast, man? Like, what what sparked the idea for you? So, uh, I actually fell off the whole political spectrum uh, a while back, and I pretty much was like, you know, what? fuck this. It's 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 gonna the empire is gonna collapse, which. We all know it's it's bound it's collapsing right in front of our eyes slowly but surely. But I started getting into podcasts. Uh, I literally after I got into the whole Boog movement, I looked up Boog just for shits and giggles on uh, Apple Podcast, and I came across Biting the Bullet with uh, Luke and Typo, mm-hmm. and they're two Marine vets, uh, anarchists, and they fucking hit the nail on the head every single time. Then I got introduced to Shane Hazel off of their podcast, and I've been listening to Shane Hazel back to back, and the man speaks nothing but truths on there, and he's, I mean, it's raw, it's its in your face, it's educated, and so after that, I started thinking, like, you know what? I started listening to him. I started forming my own opinions, and as I started putting them out in the public, people started agreeing with me, and I was like, maybe this is something I can maybe get into. Maybe I can try it. Maybe I'm going to fail at it. Maybe people just think I talk a lot of dumb shit, which is also very true, but I want to have fun with <laughs> it. I want to, I want, no, it's not going to stop us, but I wanted to help push the Liberty movement. I wanted to help get the, the book movement out there in, in a positive, uh, positive view. And so after that, I, I mean, I started listening to the sharp way for Larry Sharps. Uh, obviously when Joe Jorgensen ran, I came across Spike Cohen and, I watch his tweets. I watch his Facebook. The man is the same thing as Luke and Typo and same thing with, with Shane Hazel. It's just they all are pushing for the liberty movement like the rest of us. They're not accelerationists like some people want to assume that we are and they are and other like-minded individuals. Um, yeah. But we just want everyone to have the liberties that they were born with from day one. Like that's all we want. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's funny. I'd say probably 2000, like, I don't know, 18. I just, I wanted nothing to do with podcasts, right? Like, I didn't want to listen to them. I just wanted to cruise down the street listening to loud metal, right? And then one day, uh, somebody essentially, like, sat me down and, like, forced me to listen to Jocko podcast. And that was, like, the first podcast that I really got into. 
um, being a veteran myself, you know, I found a lot of uh, interest in, in everything he was talking about. Uh, but from there, you know, once I'd say probably like 2019, late 2019, maybe, uh, I started listening to Buck Johnson uh, on his old podcast, Death of Tyrants. I listened to, uh, now he has counter flow, I think, not to give them free ad space, but these are really great. So go check them out. But uh, yeah, Buck Johnson, now he has counter flow. Um, I started listening to Shane Hazel and Bank Wise when they did The Rebellion. Uh, now Shane Hazel has Radical. So I, I followed on to that. Uh, and then from there, you know, Shane started talking about like uh, the Mises Institute. So I started following like Radio Rothbard. Uh, I got into you know, part of the problems, break the cycle, pretty much anything through there. And, and I kind of just stick with those. Uh, I got enough on my plate to where I feel like I can kind of get, you know, uh, at least for the car ride to work and the car ride back home, uh, it, it's enough to uh, to make that drive uh, meaningful, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm the same way. Like, uh, um, obviously, I get all the updates for every other podcast. And Oh, I didn't even mention we the one that we are actually being hosted by, uh, not a real libertarian. I got introduced to that by Will uh, <clears throat> Will Daltrey, Doherty. I'm sorry, Will Doherty. Uh, he introduced me to this podcast, and I loved it. And then I got in touch with Bootleg, and we've become uh, internet friends. And which I, I hope to God, I, if we ever cross paths, like in in real life, he doesn't show up in a black SUV. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, real quick to touch back, uh, you said that you're a a veteran. Yes, sir. Uh, what did you serve and how long? Uh, so I was I joined the army uh, when I let's see I was uh, I think I was 19. I waited a year after high school uh, because I was dating this chick and I was like, oh my god, we're gonna get married. And then that obviously you know that didn't work out. Uh, so I joined the army, right? And uh, my uh, great uncle. He was in the army in Vietnam and Korea, so he kind of he persuaded me to join the infantry. So I was 11 Bravo. Uh, I did some cross training with the uh, mortar crew. Spent half of a uh, 12 month deployment with a mortar crew, the other half with uh, a machine gun crew. Um, came back home, my dumbass reenlisted. Uh, I was still kind of blinded by the uh, the indoctrination and, and all the I was steeped in in all my neocon ideas, right? Uh, and I hadn't. I hadn't woken up quite yet. Um, even though some of the things that I saw in my first deployment were kind of like, why are we here? Why, why are we doing this uh, sort of thing? But I just, I wasn't quite there uh, on the big picture yet. You know, uh, it's kind of difficult when you're getting shot at by these people to be like, well, they're just defending their land. You know, it, that hit me later on. And that was kind of something that was hard for me to wake up from. Um, but yeah, I reenlisted to come back home to Washington, uh, be stationed at Fort Lewis. Terrible idea. Uh, I got out in 2014 and I, I basically, you know, I just, I picked up on all the partying. Well, I guess I did a lot of partying in the barracks, but I picked up on all the civilian side partying for a couple of years there before I really started uh, kind of realizing what was going on uh, around, around me. Some, a friend of mine had said, you know, uh, I, I guess I'd call myself a, a constitutionalist at that point, but uh a friend of mine was like, hey, you really only care about, you know, like the Second Amendment and these other things. And I was like, damn, you know, like I never really thought about it like that. And that's when I went through and I started reading. I actually read the Constitution because this whole time I had sworn this oath and I never actually sat down and read, you know, the articles of the Constitution. I, I just, you know, I knew my uh, I knew the, uh, the Bill of Rights and that was about it. Right. Um, and so I started I started doing that. And then I, I found the anti-federalist and I found Shane Hazel. Right. And that was just like mind blowing. And, and you know, I, I went down like a black pill trail for a little anarchist black pill trail for a while. And I came back and, and you know, now here I am uh, trying to build communities because, you know, by ourselves, we just we're dead in the water. Right. Like there's, without without the, the Boogaloo community, uh, I think, you know, we would just be a bunch of angry dudes in Hawaiian shirts shaking our fists at the IRS building. But when you get all I of mean, us together, now you got a bunch of guys in Hawaiian shirts kicking their fists at the IRS, and that makes a difference. Oh, the masses. There, there's more of us than them. Oh, yeah. Well, so what, what brought you in? You know, how, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, this for me, for the viewers, I want to get to know you. So, 
I can't count the number of times I've been mistaken for uh, prior military. Um, I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or what. Uh, I, truth be told, I've never served. I am a – my biological father was in the military. Uh, he ruined that. The whole military viewing right off the bat for me. Uh, yeah. But as I got older, like I said, I, I – at age of 18, I think I registered a uh, Democrat. Yeah, Democrat. No. It was one of the two fucked up parties. Either way, the one I joined at 18. <laughs> There's no difference. There is no difference. They're two sides of the same coin. But uh, I joined. I, I, we'll just go with Republican first. I sat with them for a few years. Didn't like how anything went on. Uh, after that, I broke off. Went Democrat because I was a follower at that time and decided to join See how that went, and I got false promises, as does everybody else throughout the the longer they stay with either party. And so then, after the whole, I was I actually believe <laughs> I actually believed in Obama the uh, first or second time around, and boy did I get lied to from hey, the start to finish. Anti-war, uh, you know, he was anti-war when he ran. Yeah, yeah, anti-war. He's going to do all these great things, right? They all say that, yeah. Anti-war, and we're gonna we're gonna keep dropping drone bombs on uh, foreign countries. But uh, no, then uh, after that, of course, the whole Hillary Trump era came about, and I told everyone I'm not voting. I'm not. I don't have to. And of course, I get the whole well. Then you're just you're just gonna let whatever happen. Like no, like my vote is gonna be earned, not. I'm just not going to give it to anyone. Like, I mean, you're going to, whoever the candidate is, you're going to earn my vote. And obviously neither one of them earned my vote. And so I was a, I was shit posting on Trump for at least a good four years. Uh, yeah. I lost, I, I, I uh, received a lot of uh, flack. I recreated a lot of enemies, uh, a lot of my old workplace and this, that, the third, and a lot, when I was doing it, of course, the left was always on my side, like, oh, yeah, you hate Trump, you're one of us, woo no, no, fuck you, I don't like you either, and yeah. then, of course, now the whole script has changed, uh, now that I'm ragging on Biden and Kamala Harris and every other fucking Democrat, and I get shit on for that, and I'm like, bro, you were just agreeing with me for the same shit, not even three months ago, and... There's no consistency but, on either side. No, but during the during the whole Trump about the whole Trump and Hillary thing, I was pretty much independent uh, on my own. I wasn't registered independent, but uh, I once I got introduced to biting the bullet and radical and stuff like that, I decided to look into the Libertarian Party, and the Libertarian Party has been an absolute fit for me. Um, uh, I didn't register right away. I saw myself as I uh, classified myself as a libertarian uh but then i got into the whole boogaloo movement and that those two kind of went hand in hand for me and i started seeing more libertarians with the same mindset i'm like that's what i want that's that that's what i align with that's what i want to do like i don't want violence to be the one thing we go to right away but it's not off the table it's the very last resort nobody wants to do everything right yeah, it's funny for for me when I was because I grew up in you know the the uh, the the conservative household where we had a we had a framed picture of George Bush at the top of the stairs. Uh, you know, my my stepdad would always tell me about how great George Bush was. Uh, but it was funny because my my younger brother, uh, he's only a year younger than me, uh, he would always talk about Ron Paul. And this I like I don't know. I don't know when this was. This is at some point in my in my life, right? I've been hitting the head a couple times, blowing up a few. Dates get jumbled in there, right? So at some point in my life, my brother just kept going on about Ron Paul, and so I I think I voted for him pretty much just kind of like, oh yeah, he's Ron Paul, sure. And then after that, I was like, these all these people suck, you know. After going through all of Bush, I was like, you know, no, nobody that kind of went up there. I was just like, eh, eh. So I pretty much, I wrote Ron Paul in up until uh, Joe Jorgensen, you know, and I think that, you know, I think her messaging probably could have been a little bit more, uh, it could have been a little bit stronger, but I think that, you know, if I must vote, which I don't have to, but I think that, you know, if I'm going to participate in this 
crappy system, then I want, you know, I want to at least go on record saying, hey, I, I vote for this party. I vote for the Libertarian Party. Um, unfortunately, in Washington State, uh, I don't know if they, I can't remember if they did it last, I think they did do it last, they forced you to choose a box, right? Either Republican or Democrat. There's no third party option on the ballot. And if you don't check either Republican or Democrat, then your uh, your vote doesn't get counted, right? So well, there's another we'll see, like, last year, last dilemma. Year, last year they actually had uh, when some states they had they had Joe Jor- Jorgensen, which I'm not saying her campaign was the best. I'm not, but she what they did give that was the first time I've seen a, a legitimate third candidate aside from Ron Paul, from Ron Paul to George, Joe Jorgensen, and maybe who was it a. Uh, Fuck, I can't remember the other guy's name, but nobody from the Libertarian <laughs> Party liked him. Right. But, uh, no, that, I mean, I, I know she wasn't on every single ballot, but we're starting to see awakening for people wanting a thir- two or three or multiple options rather than just the duopoly that we've been given from the time that we were turned 18. Like, oh, you only have two options. No, we're starting to realize that there's more options out there. Right. And I think it's starting to scare the elites up up top that they that were noticing this yeah well and you know i i, I posted this on twitter today uh after somebody posted something i think it was thaddeus russell tweeted out something about uh there's already concerns about the gavin newsom recall about election fraud and all this and i think that you know all of our elections they're all going to be just steeped in, in in scandal there's going to be calls for investigations there's going to be calls for impeachment, there's going to be lawsuits, no matter who wins, they're just going to keep this game up to where they pit us against each other uh, and they try to override the elections in court and do all this, because that's essentially what they're doing, right? I don't think that they believe uh, that Russia, I mean, they obviously, they know, you know, what's going on with the election, uh, whether there's actual fraud or this is just the country being stupid. Um, I, I think that they're just they're capitalizing on the fact that they can divide us so much so that we're, you know, we're fighting each other. And and that's that's what brought me to the community, to the Boog community, was because I saw a lot of this infighting, not only from the Libertarian Party, but from, you know, everybody where it's just neighbor against neighbor. It's, you know, these people who don't who have all of the things in the common in the world, you know, like they, you know, before the election they were they were great friends. And now their their political opinions, uh, which this is not new, obviously, but it's just it's more relevant now that it it, it drives a wedge in them, you know, and, and it, uh, it it it's causing families to have you know big rifts and tears, and it's it's ridiculous because if you just don't talk about politics, you would have everything in the world in common. Why not come together around the things that you agree on uh, and 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 work to fix those in your community because. If we start at the community, if we start at the local level and we fix, you know, you have potholes out front. You go out front with your neighbors, you fix the potholes. Look, you guys just did something for your community that you can agree on. Uh, but when it comes to like bodily autonomy and stuff like that, like why do, we, why do you need to use the government to decide what your neighbor is doing, right? If you guys are friends and, and you know they're a good person, you know, and I, and I get it. You know, there's people on the other side of the, the country who they have different cultures. And it goes back to the whole the reason why I think we should break this thing up is because somebody in you know New York doesn't know what's best for somebody in Montana or Texas or anywhere else. So if we have this much disagreement across this whole country, why not break it up into a league of friendship, if you will? You know, no. um, but yeah. So what brought you? into the boot not necessarily the libertarian party but the boogaloo movement what 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 was like your deciding moment was like this is something i want to be a part of and and what did you do after that realization did you did you seek out groups did you create your own groups? did you organize local boys what did you do so truth be told uh i'm sure everybody else can agree with this i came across the book movement when it was all memes that when when we had platforms, I'm talking like CNN boys. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about Boog boys. Uh, there were uh, oh, there were so many. Um, but I just remember coming across the memes, and of course, it was during the again, it was come during the Trump era of those four years. And I came across it, and I thought I was like, okay, I was like, these are pretty funny. I was like, 
And then I started like, damn, these are actually pretty fucking good. Shit, I actually side with a lot of these. And I started yeah. getting to the whole, I saw, I, I thought, it, I'm not gonna lie at first, I thought the whole Hawaiian shirt, I was like, yeah, hey, that's a little bit much. And I started thinking, I was like, no, I was like, we, I was like, I like the fact that it's so awkward that it, it stands out that it makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I started getting into it. Uh, I didn't find any local boys where I was from uh, until I moved up to Oklahoma City just recently. I found a group of guys that I uh, actually do field training with and shoot with uh, that are in the whole boog movement and they're in the Oklahoma area. So I was like, this is great. So we do that um, whenever we all have time. We all have families. We all have, we all have lives. We try to get that to go and all that. Um, but no, it's great. I mean, of course, when anyone hears the term boogaloo movement, the, the term in general just sounds funny saying when it comes off the tongue. Yeah. Um, that's the point, uh, just for anyone that wants to know. Uh, oh, 50, uh, hold on. <laughs> the 52 Penguin Brigade. brigade. Yeah, CNN boys. That, yeah, the CNN boys, the, the spicy fiesta and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but no... Um, the term boog is such a taboo word nowadays. Um, it gets spun yeah, into vice. being a whole, yeah. Well, vice is being one of the worst ones. CNN, Fox, I, all the mainstream media is the top dogs. They, they're, they're, they're going to spin the, the, the movement into a white supremacy, uh, hate group, uh, far right wing or far alt right, whatever the hell you want to fucking call it. I'm here to tell you right now, we're not far right. We're not white supremacists. Hell, the RCLP was up just this year in Virginia with the BLM 757 group and did a march with them on 4th of July. Um, I was down here during the whole uh, police brutality during the whole George Floyd stuff with Black Lives Matter. We're not, it's not a whole, it's not what the media streams it to be. I encourage anyone that has any questions about to reach out, ask. We're not what everyone makes it out to be. Like we're some, terrorist organization and shit like that like it just it bothers me to an extent of like maybe terrorist no yeah and so uh i just want to touch real quick uh brad bates uh if you're curious in getting more involved in the movement i mean the rclp is taking members uh i now run myself i'm ahead of the membership committee so if you're looking to reach out and get more in with like-minded people, give me a shout and give Josh a shout. He's on, he's not on Facebook, but we do have a website. Uh, look us up on redactedcaucus.com. I mean, we're, we have signal, we have uh, Twitter. Uh, we, we try to be on Facebook. Di- yeah. We have discord. Uh, I, I'm off of discord. It's discord pissed me off. Uh, but <laughs> I, I use it for state uh, libertarian party stuff, for Mises caucus stuff. But other than that, like, I, I try to get all of the guys that are interested in being part of the Washington community, uh, I try to get them on the signal just because we're, we're more active there. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big techie guy. I don't know a lot about, like, all the encrypted safety of a lot of these apps. I figure the government has all the information they want. They probably got several vials of my blood still. Um, I... I I mean, you were in the they military, so I mean, they have pretty much every piece of DNA. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, but, uh, in the military, they, they, they know who you are. They know where to find you if they really want to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, so you're the state organizer for Washington for the, uh, for the RCLP, correct? Yep. And you're just fresh to that. Oh, excuse me. You're fresh in the whole, uh, as a state organizer, correct? Uh, kind of for the RCLP. So uh, early on when a lot of the COVID stuff started happening uh, and back when I was still on Facebook, I stood up the Washington State Bouja Hadeen. Uh It was a Facebook page that we had, you know, a handful of people on there, uh, a lot of activity, a lot of spicy memes. And uh, eventually we, we joined forces with another uh, Pacific Northwest big uh, group in the state and we formed the uh, the Northwestern Continental. Uh, it was just a group of the guys, you know, just all boys out there. This is, we formed that right around the time everybody started getting zucked, right? Uh, that was my first Facebook account. Once I lost Washington State Bouja, I mean, 
we tried to stand up a couple different pages and, you know, they'd be up for a couple months. Uh, after my third Facebook ban, uh, not too long ago, actually, I, I called it Twitch. Uh, t- Twitter is, I almost said Twitter. Uh, Twitter is a lot better, uh, in my opinion, as far as uh, being able to get out there and kind of share your ideas. I know they still slap stupid warnings and stuff on there, but uh, I've seen some pretty spicy shit on there, and I haven't seen uh, those people get removed, though I know it happens. So um, I'm on there until I'm off there, I guess, uh, you know, so. But yeah, we got we got a local uh, group of guys. We, we go out to the mountains every once in a while. We we go shooting. Um, I'd like to basically the last time we got everybody together, I said, hey, you know, not everybody's going to be a trigger puller. We're gonna we're gonna need people to garden, to stitch up clothes and gear, and, and do all this other stuff. So when you're talking to your friends and, and your your significant others about the boogaloo movement. Uh, don't think about it as some sort of revolutionary militia in the sense of like, we're just a bunch of, you know, rednecks out in the woods shooting guns. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of gardening. We're doing a lot of, you know, we're learning a lot of skills that if, if tomorrow, you know, shit hits the fan or whatever, and we need to beat feed out into the woods that we got a, a significant number of people that we can go out there and we can have a meaningful community, um, while the world burns around us, you know, and, and being boogaloo boys, we stash the ammo, we stash the guns, we stash the food. So, you know, I just, I want to bring people into the community that are, are, are like that. So if you're in Washington state, if you're in Oklahoma, no matter where you're at, uh, we've got room for you. We will always have room for, for politically homeless boys who want to go out with their hibiscus shirts on and, and, you know, let the government know what they think until pretty much we can't until our, our freedom of speech is gone and uh and we have to god forbid pick up the gun and and uh, go protect our family so um in the meantime i just i want to build a community i want to get people involved uh a lot of my guys they they came to the to the group not necessarily wanting to be in the libertarian party not necessarily wanting to be involved in the politics but they still wanted to be a part of the community so when i found out that there was a platform in the RCLP for uh, creating such community. I, I took the guys that I had already, you know, set up here and we basically just moved them over to the RCLP and, and it was a seamless integration because most of the guys already knew each other. I, unknowingly, I've met a couple of the guys that uh, I pulled off of, you know, the RCLP page in the my state page. So uh, it's, it's, it's a small community right now, but I want to, I want to grow it. And, uh, and I want to meet as many of them as possible. So that way, you know, we can create that brotherhood, uh, and sisterhood and whateverhood that you want to create, you know, uh, I'm, I'm all about community. Uh, I think that whether we break up this union or, or no matter what, if we start the civil war, we're going to need communities because it's going to be, it's going to be coming out of small sides, you know, and see, uh, you, uh, I just got to critique the uh, the term civil war. I hate when we use that a lot of people use that term. It's I want to look at it as a possible second coming of a revolutionary war. It, civil war just has it doesn't sit right. right. I don't know. In and, which and I, I, I mean, understand that. Yeah, I understand that that mentality. Uh, but you know, we got to kind of look at it like the status who do think that we are white supremacist, militia, insurrectionists, whatever, um, they're going to be the ones, you know, joining the fight to marginalize us, to demonize us. And, and the government will, will, they'll taint their, their opinions of us and, and turn us into the enemy. And so I, cause I've seen this, right? Like I saw this in Afghanistan. I saw when I went there the first time, I didn't see human beings, right? I saw the enemy in a foreign world, right? It wasn't until I saw the collateral damage. I met a little girl who had half of her face melted off. And, and I was like, these people, like, they live here, you know? Uh, and you don't really kind of take, you, you take that, like, they're, maybe they're just defending their home from this foreign invader like they've been doing for centuries. Uh, and the, the government perfectly turns them into the enemy, right? We, we, I'm sure there are still people today who believe that the Taliban was somehow responsible for 9-11, right? And that they think that the Taliban are terrorists in the sense that Al-Qaeda are terrorists, which we know not to be true. Like the Taliban, not the greatest group of guys by any means, 
But no. would I call them a threat to our security? Would I call them terrorists? Not so much. Authoritarian assholes, perhaps. But uh, and I think that the government, because they are, they've had 20 years to to perfect their their uh, you know their uh, their war against guerrilla tactics. Uh, I think that they'll be able to turn the community uh, against us so that it is our neighbors who are the ones fighting us, just like, you know, the, you know, the, the North and the South, how the, the union was, you know, some of them were neighbors, you know, some of them, they lived in neighboring states uh, and now yeah. they're enemies. So I, I, just like, you know, Lincoln was able to convince the union to invade the South and, and kill other Americans. I think that our government will, uh, they'll be able to do the same thing in, in today's age, especially since they control pretty much all of the main uh, sources of news and entertainment. Uh, they have a, a large uh, resource in the media to really push that narrative. And, and that's, you know, going back to why I want to start a podcast. That's another reason I wanted to start this podcast uh, is because, you know, we need to get that word out there and, and, and do whatever we can to counter that corporate media narrative that we're white supremacists and that we're this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it's... I don't, I but don't yeah, know. I would love to think of it as a revolution because I'm, I, I have no problem. If you want to be a progressive socialist, whatever, and you want to build your socialist utopia in, in California, go right ahead, man. As long as you're not trying to get, you know, me uh, or, or anyone else that doesn't agree with you to to, you know, to get in line, right? And that's fine with me. Like, hey, man, like, you want to be, you know, you want to be a commie, go be a commie, and, and, you know, somewhere else. And that's why I think you need to get rid of this centralized government is because these people want to use that to force it on everybody rather than, you know, just worry about their local community. And I think once people start kind of worrying about their local communities, they'll realize not only are they a lot happier uh, with the people around them, but they'll learn that, you know, like maybe we don't need to control everybody around us. Maybe we don't, you know, maybe the things that are happening in Texas, uh, you know, don't really matter to us. Right. Now, it's, you know, I get it. I'm, and, I, and I'm in agreement. But because like my whole thing is like I, I bounce back. I honestly back, bounce back and forth between libertarianism and anarchism. And that's why I try to get I, I'm the state organizer for Oklahoma for the RCLP. And I've been trying to get more involved with the Oklahoma LP. Just like this last Saturday, we were down in downtown Oklahoma City, and we were prote- protesting against uh, against any and all mandates uh, upon American citizens, whether it be mask mandate, vaccine mandate, and stuff like that. And I've ran into a couple people that they had the same views, and it, I mean, not everyone out there that was a libertarian. They all had the same liberty mindset that that is what what we were all pushing for, what I want to push for. And that's my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care what walk of life you come from, whether it be right, left, diagonal, center. I don't give two shits. If you're helping trying to push the liberty movement in a positive mm-hmm. way, I'm, I, I have no problem working with you. You can believe who, like in whatever policies you want, but the moment that you start trying to push upon the American people to fit your narrative, that's where you and I are going to butt heads. That's where there's going to be a problem. And yeah. I ran into a couple of boy, like, I, I'm assuming potential boys when I ran down there because they, I think they had the same mindset. They're, they were both two pro a uh, pro two a uh, activists and yeah. they want to get into the movement as well. And I don't think they knew that there was a platform for what they were wanting to do. I talked to them. I, I overstayed uh, just because I lost my own track of uh, time talking to them because I was trying to recruit them to the RCLP and, I've been, I tried to tell them like, you don't have to be political. It's I'm here. I'm here to help push the Liberty movement. You don't have to get into politics. You don't even have to vote, but don't lay, don't give up your Liberty just for the fact of you don't see anyone else carrying the moment that we give up Liberty. Liberty is the moment that we lose everything. And I don't want to do that. I I refuse to do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, and and like I said, that that's exactly that was exactly my 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 hope in all of this is is to is to get guys just to get guys together, right? Guys, girls, whoever, get everybody together 
Uh, we recently had uh, the uh, the 9/11 uh, anti-war protest in Seattle uh, with uh, end the damn wars with uh, the Libertarian Party of Washington. Uh, we had a great turnout, lots of boys. We actually gained a couple boys from that, uh, and it's it's great. You know, it, it's really nice to see the community like not only like grow, but getting out and doing stuff, right? And, and I had so many guys that were just like, look, man, like before all this started, before we had kind of like a before we had like a hub to get to join around like i you know i didn't know what i was going to do i was going to go live in you know a shack in the woods right and so this is this is giving them a little bit of faith right it's giving them a little bit of hope uh that there there are actually other people out there that do agree with them especially here in washington state where you're washington state's weird you're, you're hard pressed to find a lot of uh i'm just gonna say status because if, if they're not a, a, a hardcore leftist, they're, they're a hardcore rightist. There's very few in between. So when you find somebody that is in between, uh, you know, you want to be, you want to hang out with them. You want to associate with them. And, and I wanted, I wanted to give people that platform to associate under. Um, I don't like, I don't want to lead anybody. I don't want to be anybody superior. I want everybody to come in, feel welcome, be an equal share ideas, share, share talent, share knowledge, whatever. I, I just, I just, I, I can't, exp- I, it's hard to put into words how happy I am that this is, is coming together as fast as it is, you know? Yeah. And the RCLP has actually been gaining a lot of traction over the last, I'm going to say roughly month with oh, yeah. the, the stuff that's happening here in Oklahoma, Washington, Virginia, Maryland, um, all over. Like we've been getting a lot of traction um, I know there's a lot of negative feedback on us. I don't give two shit. There's negative feedback on everybody. But if you have a, right. any disagreement with the RC, RCLP, I have zero problem. If you want to sit down and talk, we can talk. We can hash it out. Right. At the end of the day, if I'm gonna, st- if you're still pushing for li- like I, I feel like I'm on a loop. Uh, if you're still <laughs> pushing for the liberty movement, you don't have to like me. You don't even have to like the group that I'm with. But right. I'm still gonna if if you need help with the whole liberty movement, I'm going I'm gonna be there. We're not gonna see eye right. to eye, but I'm not gonna let you lose your freedoms or your liberty just because we disagree or di- just don't like each other. And that's what a lot of people right. don't understand is that we can disagree on quite a lot of things, and you might actually. But the difference between you and I is that I'm gonna go and make sure that your freedoms stay intact. You, on the other hand, right. are going out of your way to make sure that I lose my shit. Right. That and is fucked up as it sounds that I feel like it makes me a better person opposed to them, but I'm still offer, willing to offer them a, a helping hand. Not a lot of people can say yeah. that. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is, like I said, like you don't have to, you don't have to be a veteran. You don't have to have a ton of, you know, tactical knowledge or anything like that. Like you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a real libertarian because hate. None of us. There's only one real libertarian in the world, right? Everybody else is not a real libertarian, you know? So you don't have to be that, like, perfect toe-the-line guy. You can have other opinions. My group, uh, you know, we're, we're made up of, of atheists and Christians and libertarians, minarchists, anarchists. We have people from all over the, the spectrum, right? And, and that's, that's, yeah. what makes it, that's what makes it so special because not only are you – I don't know. Not only are you opening yourself up to other ideas that, like, you not not agreed with, but like you didn't really disagree with it. You know, obviously most of us are kind of like live and let live, but it gets you exposed to those ideas and those personalities and those people, and you realize, like I keep saying, that you have more in common than you realize. You don't have to like, you know, you don't have to like hibiscus shirts, right? You don't have to like Hawaiian shirts. You can wear whatever you want. Uh, we don't care. We just want. You know, if, if you're passionate about liberty, we just want you to, to, to come into the fold, you know, and, and meet other people who want to stand shoulder to shoulder with you in this fight, you know, and, and left-leaning libertarians, right-leaning libertarians, like we all have something we can learn from each other. And we all have that core, you know, the core idea that our government is too big and it is at every corner, it is oppressing us. And if we disagree on that, you can expand from there, like on these little, on, on certain like immigration and all these other things that the, the, you know, the big L's are always fighting about on Twitter. 
you know, we can get to that eventually and we can decide at a local level what we want that to look like once we kind of, uh, you know, we, we establish, uh, we establish this new, this new idea of, of, you know, breaking up the union, building communities, you know, working with each other, right? Yeah. No, and er, uh, when I tell people that, like, I'm a libertarian, but I'm also in the whole Boog movement and stuff like that, I have to explain to them, I, buy, I am by no means a politician, nor am I trying to be a politician. I don't mind. Okay, let, I, I say I don't mind. I have, I can, I'll public speak on it. I have no problem with it. I, di- I did it this Saturday when I was asked to. Um, I'll speak my beliefs. I have a lot of people that agree with me. I have a whole community that believes in a lot of the shit that I say. Some of it is rambling. They agree with it. Yeah. Some of the yeah. shit that people don't want to hear. And when they hear it, they're like, wait a minute. That actually makes a little bit of sense. This guy actually might be onto something. I'm going to look into that. And I've actually reached a few people about that. And that's what all, all I'm trying to do. Again, I'm not a politician, nor do I ever want to be a politician. But I, I look for the anything for the for, for our freedom. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're kind of winding down here. I don't really have him. I feel like I know I know how what brought you into this party, you know, what brought you into this caucus, this movement. Um, I, I hope that you you and everybody out there has kind of learned a little bit about me and and uh and so let's let's talk about what we got going on in the future here, both Oklahoma, uh the RCLP, Washington. We'll, let's cover a little bit of that real quick and then we'll get into uh where these people can find us and how how they can connect with us. All right, uh you wanna go eat? I'll let you go ahead and go. You, usually Washington has a little bit more stuff going on than Oklahoma does. So Yeah, no. So uh, right now uh, we have uh, an anti-mandate uh, event that we're in the works. Uh, hopefully you can get that together relatively quickly. Um, but more immediately, if you are looking for that community experience that I've been talking about uh, on, what is it, the 18th in Federal Way, Washington, uh, LPWA is putting on a 3D printing class and an Agora primer. Uh, it's going to be, I think it's 10 until, I think there's a class at 10 o'clock, there's a class at noon, and there's a class at 2 o'clock. You can find more information about it at uh, lpwa.org, uh, I believe, or just Libertarian Party of Washington on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, I'll share a lot of that stuff. Like I said, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Um, so if you follow me uh, at Twitter, uh, was it at BeUnfettered? Uh, Unfettered Liberty, you'll find me there. And I, I share a lot of the stuff that uh, is going on, not only within uh, RCLP law, but what's going on in LP law and LP King County. Um, so yeah, so that'll be a great, great experience just to come and, and, and meet me, meet some other guys uh, and meet people in the party. So that way we can better coordinate uh, for future events. Hell yeah. Uh, as for Oklahoma, uh, I'm still trying to get more people to join the RCLP for, for Oklahoma. Uh, it's getting there. I have a few people I believe are, inter- are interested or at least they're affiliated with. Um, but we, uh, like we just had the whole rise up against mandates uh, last Saturday. Um, the only event that I know that's coming up is in October, which is a huge event for me. Uh, it's not even, it's not even an oh, RCLP yeah. event. We're, we're just helping uh, promote it. Uh, it's for Natalie Bruno uh, her campaign to become the next uh, governor of Oklahoma, who's also a libertarian. Hell yeah. Uh, but that weekend of October 22nd through the 24th is a huge uh, campaign deal. Uh, I think the 22nd or the 23rd is axe throwing with Spike and his wife, Tasha. That is going to be dope. Uh, we have Larry Sharp coming in. Um, we are having a pro 2A rally. Uh, all gun control is unconstitutional. Uh, that Saturday morning um, with the Oklahoma LP, I believe. Um, and I want to say we are trying, from what I understand, I put it out on Twitter, we are fingers crossed trying to get Maj Terrain and Black Guns Matter down to Oklahoma. I know that's a far stretch, but how, hey, I mean, man. Oklahoma could really use... The shots you don't take, right? Michael Scott, shout out. I mean, pretty much. But uh, we're trying to get him down here... Um, it's it to me. It's a big deal having Spike and Larry Sharp down here. I even shot a message to Shane Hazel to to potentially get him out here, being a vet. I know the Libertarian uh, Veteran 
yeah, the Libertarian Veteran Caucus uh, would love to have him out here. The Oklahoma LP, oh, the RCLP sure. would all love to have him out here. He's he's liked uh, the post. He's said he's interested. I just have to, I guess, keep. He's a busy dude, man. He's a bit. They all are, man. Like, oh no, he's. Yeah, I, I get it. He's. So he's got to keep sliding in their DMs, you know, blow him up. That's exact. I mean, that's what I did with Shane. I I sent him a message. I'm I'm hoping that he. Uh, will consider actually even coming out, uh, even if it's just for one day. Uh, so fingers crossed on that. But other than that, I mean, the, any other events that are coming up, I usually find out through the Oklahoma LP, who is who I'm also uh, trying to get more interti- intertwined with. Um, uh, I know we usually have once a month meeting down at uh, the Oklahoma Detention Center for uh, basic human rights of how inmates are being treated down there. Uh, which is a horrible living condition with the coalition uh, against human abuse and for human rights. Uh, awesome group. Michael Washington is a phenomenal man, educated man. Uh, he's right. for the people. Uh, we'll be, we're supposed to be out there on the 25th, which would be, I believe next Saturday, or is it this Saturday? I think it's next Saturday. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking to find me anywhere, you can find me on Facebook at Nicholas N I C H O L A S. O apostrophe D E A O day. We can go, you can message me. We can talk about my last name. It's a whole funny story. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the, at the redacted Okie. Uh, it'll say the Oklahoma on there, or you can find me on Instagram at the redacted Okie. Uh, I'm open to anyone wanting to learn more about libertarian party, the RCLP, whether it be just the RCLP organization together, or if you're in the surrounding areas and want to get in touch uh, Josh is, is as well. Um, like I said, I posted our website not that long ago. Um, it, we have more information on there. We usually try to get our events posted on there to keep people more informed. Um, other than that, uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed our pilot episode. Fingers crossed that uh, you guys like it and we can come back for next Monday. Uh, if not, uh, I guess we'll start another podcast elsewhere, and this won't be the last <laughs> time you guys see us. I promise you that. Like just one way or another, talking to each other with like five people in the chat. Yeah, like one way or another. Like I'm, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna get, uh, we'll be on a platform. We, we will have our voices, uh, and ugly mugs. I, liber- I won't be silenced. I'll for, but all you liberty loving degenerates will see us one way or another. Hear us. Uh, but until then, uh. I guess we will hopefully see you guys next Monday. Uh, Other than that, enjoy the weekend, guys. Keep pushing for liberty. We love you guys. We need you guys. And we'll see you guys next week.